and welcome back to another episode of Electric Avenue, helping you navigate life with epilepsy. I'm joined, as always, with David and Mike, and I'm Christian. So welcome back to the show, to the show. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. Nice introduction. Gets better every time. Every time. (laughs) Our topic today, we're tackling how to manage your epilepsy. We've talked a lot about some details of triggers in previous episodes, um, so today basically it's going to be a, as much as we can provide a, a sort of roadmap game plan for some steps that would really help in managing your uh, epilepsy if you're new to it or just looking for new ways to tackle it. Or to help someone in your life who maybe has epilepsy, uh, uh it's important for you to also know how to help them, uh, uh manage and advocate, uh, self-advocacy, uh, help them advocate. That's very true. I mean, there's there's no way that you can get through life with epilepsy without leaning on other people for some assistance. I, I think that's generally generally yeah, say about life. We, we, you know, we, <laughs> we, we, we really tend to find that here on the show that we're reading about things and how to care for epilepsy and that. It's like, oh yeah, just live healthy. <laughs> yeah. We have, a, we have a good, healthy life. Just a little bit Step harder. one, right? That's yeah. A, and that, and I guess that's a great place to start. Um, if you have epilepsy or have someone in your life has epilepsy, uh, one of the best things is to um, to help manage their, the epilepsy is to have a wellness checklist to make sure you're doing those things on a daily basis that keep your body uh, in tune and in tone and, and healthy, right? I mean, eight hours of sleep. Um, on a uh, healthy diet, if that's a keto diet or a different specialized diet that you need to be on, um, or if it's just a well-rounded uh, a diet, um, eating, eating regularly, um, sleeping regularly, um, limiting those things that are dangerous in life, such as alcohol or, or drugs or other medications. Um, I, I think those are some of the just basic things we all should do. But again, yeah, when you have with epilepsy, yeah. it is uh, uh, more acute. Yeah, and exercise, don't forget. Oh, that's a great yes. one. Well, yeah. that's because you, you were an exercise fitness guru. Oh, but it makes such a big difference, yeah. especially for people with seizures. It just keeps everything flowing. Do you do you notice that that makes uh, uh, your days better as, oh, a, as an epileptic, that if you uh, get out of routine or that things are worse? Definitely does. If you if I lose my routine, I, it's, you can slip into depression. Well, how bad that, it can get. Yeah, I think because you're out of routine, everything's not working correctly. You end up if you stop doing one one of the three things you mentioned, the sleeping or the uh, eating properly. If you stop doing one, and if that gets off track, then that tends to mess up your whole system. Yeah, which can lead you into that rabbit hole. Well, and and being having all the elements, the hormones of your body being out of whack from getting out of that routine. You're, you're dealing with a chemical imbalance exactly. that isn't just a matter of, you know, mind over matter at that point. You're, like you said, down in the rabbit hole of my brain and my body aren't functioning how they should. So now I'm at even more of a disadvantage to or more more of a, a I'm, I'm more likely to slip into depression. And gullible or, and start making wrong choices on drinking alcohol or doing other yeah. extracurricular activity well, that you shouldn't be doing but eat, that's where that can lead you to thing, correct yeah, one thing leads to the next leads to the yeah. next and then ultimately it snowballs right that's right uh, so yeah it's just that that daily discipline in life and uh, again uh, a skill all of us probably uh, should always be working towards improving but one that people who have a chronic disease such as epilepsy have to be 
extra careful on and probably have to be just a titch more aware. Um, I know when we met Mike uh, uh, early <laughs> on, you had some events and you're, you, you weren't sleeping, you weren't getting to sleep, you weren't eating well, you weren't exercising, you were depressed at mm. times. But I remember that and then all of a sudden you were having events and they weren't uh, one-offs, you, you know, you face planted on your bike. Oh my gosh. And then all of a sudden I'm knocking on your door because we haven't heard from you in uh, 12 hours and we're coming up oh, with yeah, a way. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you, you, had, you, had, you had spent the days. Uh, that and that all rolled into that. And then exactly. you got back onto a routine, got in, you know, uh, uh, and, and have really been on top of your diet, really been on top of your exercise. Um, and a balanced life, I think. Mm. You weren't back, you know, my observation is you weren't living all that balance of a life. Mm. Um, you were going all the time or yeah. you were down all the time. It was yeah. it was uh, this. So um, you figured some things out there. What what do you, would you contribute the la- in the last year to figuring out that has maybe made some of the, uh, made, made managing your epilepsy easier? Well, it's definitely the, my, not only do I have epilepsy, I have, diabetes but the food was a huge thing yeah yeah because i mean i uh, i can't have any more fun with alcohol and all the other stuff i had to cut all that good stuff out but i am a sweet aholic yeah so and having diabetes and eating sugar all the time is not good so that really threw everything in for rich but cleaning up my diet was a big thing and that got me back into more of the exercising and then of course Rufus. Well, how? My dog. Oh, well, yeah. You got to have something in your life. made a huge, huge difference. Oh, cool. So, yeah. Something to be passionate yeah. about. Something to love. Something yeah. Like, and well, and then keeps you active, too. It yeah. gets you out there to do stuff. Taking care of somebody oh, yeah. else is a great way to exactly. learn how to take care of yourself. And for those of you who haven't met Rufus, oh, my goodness. <laughs> this is a 120-pound uh, dog who is just <laughs> the sweetest, lovable, sloppiest thing in the world. Uh, you need a hug. Uh, Rufus is going to hug you and then uh, take you to the ground on the hug. <laughs> it's a great hug. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so but, so I'm, I'm hearing, we're talking about managing epilepsy. And I, I want it occurred to me, I'm like, we, we should try to broaden some of our advice too. So I know a lot of uh, epilepsy is discovered in childhood in those formative hormone inducing years. Um, that's when it can really come to the surface. So, you know, it's one thing to tell an adult, hey, live a balanced life, be healthy and blah, blah, blah. But I, I, I'm curious, like, what do we do? What would it, what would a younger person with epilepsy or the parents of somebody who just discovered their child has epilepsy? What would be the best way to manage that? That's the forward? rule number one. Medical. Go through your doctor. They'll set you up on that first track. That's the first thing that which is hard for us, a care coordinator and, uh, you know, patching or other people that work with us. And when they say, what's the biggest trigger, of course, to a doctor's eyes, take any medication. Stay in, in with the doctor. But to us, it's our patients, number one, that we hear coming from them is stress, yeah. right? And the unbalance of their life. If they're having stress, that means they're not eating properly. They're not sleeping properly. They're not doing the Probably not stuff. taking their medication exactly. properly. So uh, exactly. I think you brought it up, is, and I think is a, a huge one. And uh, I know we want to get back to the children, but... Um, you be being religious and uh, about taking your medication uh, and being evaluated, making sure you're on top exactly. of that, knowing what your medication is, knowing the dosage, uh, and then you know the simple things in life. Um, using a pillbox to make sure you take it. Uh, make sure that you have it written down for someone else. Um, make sure that you have a family member, you have a support group, you have a neighbor 
who knows your situation and knows how to address it, who to contact. That information needs to be out. And mm -hmm. I know I jumped off for Christian from the, the kids as a parent. Um, one of those things uh, early on in, uh, for children, especially school-age children, is uh, developing a seizure action plan. Uh, what is a seizure? What kind of triggers? What kind of medication? Who are the contacts? So when a child is out and about and something happens, there is no, um, there is, there is, um, no room for, for, well, there's a net yeah, there's there's something there, that yeah. gets you there. So, you know, having that, an action plan on, uh, at school, uh, Mike, you were a, um, a, a health notification device. Yeah, on medic alert. Yes. Yeah. Medic alert. Um, just an, a simple thing like that, that lets uh, somebody quickly know, you know, what your situation might be. Um, as a parent, uh, you want to make sure you have a support group. You're talking to other parents who are, have children with seizures. Um, you are not alone. I think that's uh, one of our taglines really is you are not alone if you're someone with epilepsy. If you're someone who has a child with epilepsy, how lonely can that feel? You are not alone. Reach out, find those supports, um, and uh, reach out to us if you need yeah. help with that. We'd yeah. be glad to provide you with access to them to organizations such as uh, ourselves, the Epilepsy Association. Um, they're out there. Well, well, you, just what you said there too, because I do side jobs and I have I do almost all my neighbors' yards mowing them, and I don't really know them from anyone. They approach me, hey, will you mow my yard? And I'm like, yeah. So one day after I got like six or seven neighbors, I just walked out and gave them our first aid and told them, hey, I have epilepsy. If you see me working and I'm on the ground, this is what you do. Yeah. And I just handed them the first aid uh, card that shows them what to do. And they're like, oh, you had that? You sure you had that? I'm like, you don't have to worry about it now. There's one older lady who always brings me water. You know, she's <laughs> doing that old nurturing Aww. type thing. And make sure I'm like, you okay today? You know, that other than that. But they do know. They have a, the first aid card right there in there. Uh, and, but that's the thing to do. because well, And having the confidence to do that, yeah. too. It, it, that's that, that a low is, percentage of people that have epilepsy. They are so afraid to let people know, and that's kind of a wrong thing to do. Well, well and that's kind of touching yeah. on what we were saying. Like, you yeah. are not alone. That, exactly. That, that is, there's more people that can identify and, and be a part of the community that supports you than you realize. And kind of my mindset going back to, like, younger uh, epileptics, you know, if you're in high school, you're 16 years old, it's like, yeah, uh, if I go to this party and drink, I'll have a seizure, but who cares? Yeah. I'm 16. You know, it, it, it's being able to then identify with and take the condition that you have as seriously as it should. I think that could be helped a lot if there's a, a more vibrant and communicative community, especially yeah. in the younger side. It is. Well, they, they, they shut down a lot of like you were just saying, teenagers in high school, they're afraid to tell people. So I we get more stories about that, you know, through our emails and our, our questions. And that's that's isolating. And, and they just hate it because they feel recipe they're for, bullied yeah. in some sort of way and they get ignored, they don't get asked to do things as much type thing. So they don't say anything. Yeah, it's it's which like is when, wrong. Like applying yeah. for a job and you have to tell them like, Oh, I have epilepsy. It's like as a kid, it's like, Oh yeah, like who are we picking on the you know, we're doing the, yeah. the scrimmage pick or whatever for the football game on recess. It's like you don't wanna be the one to put exactly. your hand like Hey, I might fall down. <laughs> That's true. Like, so I, I, I think basically the advice would be, especially for those who are vulnerable mm -hmm. and maybe those age groups, um, 
there are support groups. There are online support groups. There are support groups uh, in 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 um, your communities, um, and parents help 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 your um, your your child maybe connect yeah, with those. Yeah. Um, one great way to do it is find the local events. So uh, here mm. in Central Florida, we, you know, there's we we have walks, we have picnics, we have gathering of the community, we have a big jingle mingle um and then we have online groups as well you can find that in your community um the internet is a great place um reach out to those uh uh not-for-profit organizations or your neurologist or your the hospitals they will have that information to to send to you um there are uh, the events are to connect you with, with each others. other yeah uh so <clears throat> you you can build that support network and i think that is the when we go out to our events and watch families connect and watch kids have that freedom of, I'm around others who ha- have the you know this chronic disease, mm-hmm. but aren't worried about it, enjoying each other. It's like yes, you you have that support out there. There are others. We are there, um, and um, you can get that help. Yeah, and well, a lot of that is because you're on next. We were kind of vaguely talking about it today, but TikTok, all these social. Uh, media platforms have epilepsy groups and every single one of them that you can yeah (laughs) you can go on there and punch in epilepsy and you'll see people that are close to you you're talking about facebook groups and things um yeah yeah, we we run a few there um certainly with our epilepsy you and our our facebook and our social media um but i i would tell you that's uh, that's uh a great way to help you manage is to connect with others um, that you can talk honestly about uh, it with and um, learn from each other. Uh, there's a lot of information out there. The CDC website is uh, tremendous with information um, for this kind of thing as well. Um, but practically, um, you know, create that seizure plan. Um, every time you talk to someone about your epilepsy or your family member's epilepsy, you're spreading awareness, but you also have an opportunity to spread uh, some first aid, uh, dispel some myths. Um, you brought in that community to make this less isolating um, and that. Uh, so I would encourage that. Uh, make sure, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no I, I was gonna say that um, at least from the first, as, as someone who prior to uh, joining this uh, nonprofit and working with you guys had little uh, to no knowledge on first aid for seizures. I've been presently, or I've been pleasantly surprised to learn how accessible, how simple a lot of seizure <laughs> first aid yeah. is. You know, there's a lot of details. There's a lot of things that need to be communicated uh, depending on your specific type of seizures. But really, when it comes down to it, is get the person on their side, open the airway. Mm-hmm wait and see if it goes for longer than five minutes and if it does call 911 like it's so simple introducing that concept to people you know you say like oh are you first aid certified it's like oh no i haven't taken a class i haven't (laughs) you know putting this out there to people and having them understand that it's like no no it's it doesn't have to be a huge deal and here is some very simple easy to follow steps to to help with that you know I, i think people that would start helping raise the awareness on its own yeah. where it's like, oh, I don't need to call in a doctor because this person fell over. I don't want to touch them and work, you know, risk ruining anything. It's like, mm-hmm. no, we can all do this. We yeah. can all provide this help. Yeah, that's um, true. So kind of touching, you mentioned it earlier and you were just bringing it up, David, the Seizure Action Plan or SAP. 
there's a lot of these floating around uh, templates for these on the internet and uh, we're developing our own at the moment but essentially what they're helpful in doing like kind of we were talking about the medical alert bracelet um, and we're talking about managing epilepsy and especially in those beginning stages coming up with a seizure action plan I think is a really great way to feel some sense of relief and calm at least knowing that okay I've got some bases covered yeah it's gonna it's gonna provide anyone who has access to it it's gonna provide your emergency contacts so they know who to call uh, uh, and who to connect who are gonna know what's going on with you it's gonna let people know uh, your medication it's gonna know if you have uh, a device if you have a, a you know rns uh, therapy or vns therapy uh they're gonna know if you have a device um it, it, it's gonna if you have rescue medication you know there's 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 different delivery systems and different types of rescue medications it's gonna have that information on it um it's gonna have hey this is you know this is what you do in the very immediately first stages here's what you do after the seizure passes when are they able to go back you know to uh, a regular activity all these things that yeah. um just helps everybody understand your epilepsy and how you uh, are affected by it do you have auras do you have what are your triggers um, what are ways that um, we can either help mitigate the seizures or take care of you when you're having one? Mm -hmm. um, and it, it, I always go back to the, the TV spots, the more you know, with the big question mark. Yeah. The more you know. And the more people that know, in, in our opinion, the better we understand everyone's um, got a different journey. But um, school nurses, your guidance counselor, mm -hmm. you need to have um, find those people that you're comfortable talking about your it immediate with. circle your correct. safe space uh so you can enjoy your school yeah. day so you cannot yeah. have that stress that i'm gonna have a seizure i have people around me if i have a seizure i'm gonna be okay mm -hmm. um that's yeah, what yeah. I and part of reducing that stress of oh no will i have a seizure knowing that you've got a system and support in place to where if you do you know it's just another tuesday Somebody has uh, your back. Exactly. You feel more comfortable, yeah. Yeah, rather rather than, you know, at, at least speaking for someone looking in from the outside, you know, uh, prior to having a lot of this knowledge that I have now, seeing somebody drop down and have a seizure, that'd be a scary thing to, you know, more so not like, oh, I'm scared what's going to happen to me, but like, oh, my God, what should I do? Oh, I, will I do anything wrong? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, kind of coming up with a seizure action plan, disclosing it, to people you trust and, and know will support you. And then also just having it readily available on your person even if, if it, a seizure happens and you aren't in those those uh, safer places. So uh, like I know my, my own personal experience, I had this one girl, um, we, I was at a, a window for uh, ordering something and she just said behind like, oh, I think I've got to have a seizure. And I was like, huh, what was that? <laughs> and then all of a sudden she dropped to the, I didn't know what to do. There were, there right, was right, luckily right. some medical people nearby, but you know, I just kind of like made sure her head didn't bounce off the ground and kind of caught her a little bit. You know, they told me just put her on her side. And then a couple minutes later, everything was fine. Yeah. But mm -hmm. in that moment, that initial moment, I was like, Pain. oh God, like somebody's got to go call the ambulance. But that part of a lot of what we're doing is raising the awareness for things where it's like, it, it isn't zero to a hundred. It yeah. isn't always 911 emergency. Well, uh, and like you brought up, just knowing those things that, um, you know, today if you witness a seizure, it's like, oh, okay, I know how to act with the person, but I also know to be paying attention to 
to be able to relay what did the seizure look like? How long did it last uh, to time it? Um, to, uh, you know, Injuries what, occurred what was happening day. right before? Yeah. How, you know, in that you become an, you become that person's advocate if you do happen to be that person who witnesses. Which is key. <laughs> which, which is key because, Mike, again, yeah. I'm going to come back to you. I'm going to come back to you on the bike and having the seizure, and all of a sudden you wake up and you have all the nail salon people out there oh, yeah. managing that, and you're like, yeah, okay. You're at it. <laughs> right. But at the end of the day, you yeah. learned a lot because you went back and you asked them all kinds of important questions. Yep. That, um, like what? What, did you, what was that information you wanted from them? Oh, I just wanted to say, what did you hear? What happened? You know, <clears throat> uh, did you have to move me? Because I was in the middle of the street, not right. on the corner, you know, and, I, and and how long it lasted. And the girl said, well, oh, you heard a thump. I looked up. She told me it took me about, you know, because they had to go around the building to come out because it was out of the window. Blah, blah, blah. But she told me about two minutes that I was out. So um, the timing yeah, of it, the, the exit, what, what, what did it look like? I was on my, yeah. because the way you explained to me is you were on your bike. Next thing you know, you were, um, waking up and you had no idea what happened but your face was demolished <laughs> i feel so bad i have a good picture of it <laughs> i have it on my phone so, so it, it, yeah but but yeah. it would be nice to know when you go to the doctor says exactly. yeah my face but there here's what happened well that's all yeah. the questions that the doctor's going to ask yeah. you and you can't fill those blanks in because it happened to you so it is key to let people know what's going on and be willing to talk to them or, and, or have, yeah. have someone go back and make sure yeah. they're asking the right person the right questions um yeah, yeah. Letting your inner circle know and if you really want to find out who your true friends are you tell them what you have and the ones that stick around and help you those are your friends and they and you know they got your back and it, it really does take a lot of that stress level down when you go to an event go hang out go to a concert you know your buddies there they're gonna help you well, and they and, know what to do yeah. you know in case yeah and soon enough and uh, you come back you you live alone with yeah. Rufus. Rufus yeah. is a wonderful dog, but um, we struggle to uh, have Rufus follow the action plan exactly right. So <laughs> He's um, getting close. He's but, getting but, but kudos to you and that we yeah. know that we, you have a neighbor and yeah. uh, we know that here's your emergency contact in the neighborhood. That your neighbor, know if, if, if you need support and help, uh, uh, you have a neighbor that is aware of not only your situation, has agreed to kind of be that advocate yeah. and let people uh, to be an emergency yeah. contact. He knows yeah. where he is. <laughs> um, but that's what—that's kind of what you need to, you know, have out there. Yeah. Uh, and and that the community is larger. Um, I did want to mention every state has a Department of Health. I know the state of Florida Department of Health has a chronic uh, disease program, uh, the epilepsy services program. So there is a lot of resources in every state. Every you, state. If you are looking for support, where to get services, you need advocacy or you're moving into a new area, connect to the Department of Health in your state. They will have that information. And then connect with the community. Go to the walks. Go to the events. You know, maybe they have a big uh, a night out at, uh, we have a big night out at the uh, Orlando Magic basketball game every year. Come out, at just those points to keep yeah. connecting and keep building those, uh, networking and building those bonds. Yeah, you get Absolutely. around like-minded people that are in that same situation, you're gonna find out more information that you need to know. Well, and you're gonna yeah. feel a lot more secure. Exactly. I can imagine as a, especially I would tell new parents, 
find the parents who have walked this journey, that who have it. the experience. You aren't going to be the first. You don't have to be alone. I'm going to say it over and again. That kind of our tagline. Yeah. You are not alone. Yeah. Uh, please yeah. reach out and certainly so you reach can, out and we'll send you and, to the right place. But we are one of many and I guarantee you yeah. there's one near you. There's Yeah, there's always going to be one. And, and honestly, to just kind of summarize, sum up this whole conversation, for managing your epilepsy, one of the best ways is to get people that you trust and that support you involved in your life aware of it, um, get them educated on how to help you, and that right there is just going to lower your stress level immensely, which, as we know... Stress is one of the biggest triggers. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, so leading the board in life is not a boring life. You can still have fun. Hey, <laughs> you can have a great time. I, I always himself. Listen, 100%. There's no doubt so. Mike is having fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys for tuning into this episode of Electric Avenue. We're looking forward to doing more of these and hearing from you all. Uh, don't forget, you can find us on our social media platforms. You can also email us directly at electricavenuepodcast at gmail.com. Send in those questions, and we'll have some episodes where we just go through your questions and answer and talk about what you guys want to talk about. And I would add one more thing. I would invite you to share. Uh, how do you manage uh, your epilepsy? What, what, what have you found to be the effective actions that you've taken to uh Reduce, not not yeah. not feel so isolated to to come out of the shadows um and to feel safe and to live a, a better more productive life absolutely That's the key and with that uh i guess we'll sign off uh, this has been christian david and mike and you know it we'll seize you later <laughs> electric avenue is proudly sponsored by the epilepsy association an organization dedicated to improving the quality of life for persons affected by epilepsy.